screening an Imperial interrogation droid comes in. It's like, those where the rebel plans are. Yeah. And that one guy, at least he could have put on a glove. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I think you got your intro right there. <laughs> are you recording that? Shit. Hello and welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that... You, you can't say properly. I can't, I can't say properly. I've been doing this for five years, and you know what? All I can say is that I still like the title of the podcast, and that's really the only metric for success I have. Yeah, I like the name I picked. I don't hate everyone I've ever interacted with on the show. None of you sent me cake. What the hell, guys? Does that, include, does that include me? Yeah, even you. So long as we never cool. talk about Dan Brown novels, we fine. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> okay, and no business going on right now because uh, we aren't. We don't have anything running. I guess. So obviously, except refrigerators. <laughs> except refrigerators. It was funny. Shut up. I don't but, have um, Prince Albert in a can though. Yep. None of those. <laughs> But so that leaves just leaves us with pick of the week, Dan. Okay, I'm going with the bone to pick. All right. Dum, so, dum, dum. Last couple of weeks, I've been dealing with a lot of crap for being like one of the only one of my nerd friends who's actually looking forward to the new Star Wars movie and is actually looking forward to the new Battlefront. Yes, it sucks that there's no campaign, but the game looks beautiful. The gameplay handled well during the beta. Yes, there were things that needed to be fixed, but guess well, what? That's a beta. It a beta. says right on the front does not represent final product. Yes, that's what your nine gig day or, uh, day one patch is for. But whatever. Ah, oh, that that's <laughs> gonna hurt someone. <laughs> but what drives me nuts is these people who act like somehow this game personally hurt them. That some like literally, I hear some of them act like they somehow. EA went back in time seven years and killed Battlefront 3. Even though that entire fiasco was all LucasArts doing. You know what? If LucasArts had been properly managed, we could have gotten a couple of decent games. We could have gotten a console release of what they were going to call Rogue Squadron 3 X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. How awesome would it have been to be able to do the Multiplayer combat of the old PC game on your console. They they tried that like four di- on four different machines. There was there was an HD remake of one and two coming. Well, oh well. I just don't like the fact that everyone's complaining. Oh, this isn't very good. Oh, this isn't this isn't good as the old Battlefront. We want the old Battlefront. Wait, wait, wait. No Shut one up. took your you copy are going of to Battlefront. Buy You're going to buy it. You know I'm. You're going to buy it. I know you're going to buy it. Scott knows you're going to buy it. Dan knows you're going to buy it. Everyone in Disney knows you're going to buy it. Everyone at EA knows you're going to buy it. Shut the hell up and buy it. <laughs> a long, long time ago, when I built my own, my own first gaming PC, I got Battlefield 1942. And this is also back in the day of full conversion mods that were really awesome, like Desert Combat and stuff. There was this one that was called Galactic Conquest. It was a Star Wars fur, full conversion mod of Battlefield 1942. That played really well and really awesome. You apply that template, the Battlefield template to Star Wars, you have a great game. I played that and then Battlefront 1 came out. I played that for a while. Then I went back to Galactic Conquest because it's kind of like the Bandai situation of they see how other people are doing and they think they can do a better version and it ended up turning into meh. Like, the multiplayer for Battlefront, if you weren't playing on a local console, was terrible. Even on Xbox Live. Even on a console, it was kind of terrible. Yeah. Because really, one-on-one, what the hell? So yeah, just we, we just stop went bowling for Ewoks taking your anger did. out and stop being these franchise defense force crap. I don't know. Stick of it. No one... Well, no like I said, everyone complains and bitches and moans. 
but you're gonna buy the game. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, guess what? I'm not keen on Battlefront on the new Battlefront. I'm not buying it. I'm not really talking about it because that's kind of the end of it. I'll probably read the novel because I get those for free. <laughs> you'll you'll buy Battlefront, Scott. You may not buy it immediately, but you'll buy it. Now, see, guys, Scott doesn't. You know, has no interest in it. He's not outright attacking me and not calling me a true fan because of that. Ugh, I'm just... Dan, Dan, you're, you know yeah, what? Yeah, you're, complaining, yeah. you're complaining about the internet in general, Dan. <laughs> no, these aren't even, it's not even the internet. Some of these are my in-person friends, too. Hmm. You know what? I think a true, fran, a true fan thinks and then makes a decision and then is happy to discuss that in a calm and rational way. Like adults. We're adults, right? Hey, I just pre-ordered it because Amazon Prime members got it for 50 bucks. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm a game club member at Best Buy. I got it for 45 Nice. All right, I'm a Steam Jeff. user, so it'll be on sale eventually. Okay, I have a bone to pick, too. The anti-pick. My anti-pick is you, Scott. What? It's you. You see, well, for those of you who don't know or listening, I... A couple months ago, I went up and visited Scott there in Toronto, and we had some fun. And he pretty much let me to my own devices that one day, and I sat down in his basement and watched Netflix for a day. As soon as I got home, I bought Netflix. So it is your fault that I am now getting $9 taken out of my bank account every month. It's all your fault. Yeah, but Dude, it's not like they're just taking the it and show. running it away. You you can watch, like, House of Cards or all the Star Trek or whatever. I watched the all of... Star, uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the thing we're talking about tonight on Netflix. I marathoned it over the course of like three weeks, and it's all your fault. Yeah, that's what Netflix does to people, is you watch a whole thing in three weeks. I'm almost afraid. I've been like, there's all sorts of series on that I want to start. And I'm like, I do, like, how many seasons of that? Four seasons? Holy crap, I don't know if I want to start that. Got any more seasons of that show, man? Hmm, man? <laughs> Very well. Scott, you're up. Mm-hmm. Evil, evil man, you. You know, this would be a great time for us to have, like, the Netflix affiliate deal. Like, go to Netflix.com slash thing and then get a free trial and I'd get five bucks. I don't have one of those deals, so. Nope. No. <laughs> We're too poor. Well, no, we just don't get enough circulation for Netflix to be like, yeah, we'll we'll put you on commission. He drinks a beer. <laughs> I drink the beer. That's where I'm at. Why are we sponsored by beer or NyQuil? You know, these are things we could work out. I'm sure I could find... You know what? There's a tiniest Balls Brewery three suburbs over. Maybe I could talk them into kicking me a sponsorship. Uh, Speaking of beer, my pick of the week is going to... Okay, it's on Kickstarter right now, and I forget the exact name, but it is the Keurig Coffee Machine... Of beer, I like where this is going. Like they are, they they are taking home brewing and making it one appliance. You buy a couple of packets in the vein of, you know, um, you buy it like like with your Keurig or your Tosimo, and you just pop those into a little hopper, and it runs water through it and cycles it out, and then filters it for you, and then you know you put it and you put this jug in the fridge for like a week. And then it's beer at the end. I don't want to wait a week for beer. Well, theoretically, you'd have transferred your first... You'd have, like, a couple of jugs so you could alternate them. Oh, okay. But still, that's the first one. You gotta wait a week. Yeah, but that's that's true of everything. Nonsense. I'm not working tomorrow. Guess what I'm drinking? Beer! There we go. <laughs> it, it seems like a neat thing. I don't know if I'm gonna throw... $600 at it? No. But it seems nifty. If you've got 600 bucks to kick around, go for it. Good beer. Beer is good. Beer is good. And good okay. for you. I think I was already spilled the beans. What are we talking about? So tonight mm-hmm. we are talking about the Clone Wars. Okay. I used to remember the rule. It's just Clone Wars for the CG one, right? The Clone Wars, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Because uh, yeah, one had, I, I think it's listed as Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Okay, so this is the one with the the the. <laughs> the other the, one the, the. does with not the, have a the. Uh, with a the, yeah, with a the. 
Try okay. and say that three times, right? With a the, with a the, with a the. the. Yeah, it is is the one with the the in it because the other the, one has the, other one, the, the Gendy Tartakovsky the, one, the, the, the Tartakovsky shorts, which are just fun and just just fun samurai jackson is what that is. You know what that made? You know what that made me think? Holy crap! This General Grievous is going to be one badass motherfucker in this final movie. Yeah, someone missed a memo. <laughs> yeah. Someone like, missed a memo. He's just a big cyborg with asthma. <laughs> <sighs> Ain't that always the way? Not to mention that I am a big dick when it comes to everything. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's Russian, too. Asthmatic Russian robot. <laughs> yeah, well. Actually, I don't think he really had asthma. He was just coughing. So would that be like COPD? I don't know. He could have had. It could have been consumption. Who knows? Maybe he just likes soaking sm- cigars on the side. He was a heavy emphysema. He was a heavy smoker before he became a cyborg man. Eh, well. But yes, we are talking about The Clone Wars, brought to you by George Lucas and, you know, a whole slew of directors and writers and the it show. Shows. <laughs> the show. The showrunner from Avatar The Last Airbender. There are just tons of good people attached to this. You know, like, like, Paul Dini wrote a whole bunch of episodes of this. But there, you would, there are some very tell? good arcs in these, in this show. Okay. That, There's and some that, very little, very good groups of like five or six episodes. And then you'll get a groups of five or six episodes that, well, are not good. <laughs> See, yeah. I, I feel like, okay. So I feel like, there, I, I have conflicting feelings because Star Wars is just pulp fun. It's supposed to be pulp fun, but I was neck deep in the Star Wars fandom in the gap between Episode Two and Three. So the Clone Wars for me were the weekly Dark Horse comic where you know we had all these all sorts of different characters and different stories, and it was generally pretty dark. It is about teenagers dying face down in the mud for nothing. And not even winning. And here, the show is, Anakin Skywalker shows up and wins. <laughs> like, that that that's kind of the show. And you'll notice that if we go out of our way to praise an episode, it's one that Anakin Skywalker isn't in. I wouldn't go that far. There are some very good Anakin Skywalker episodes. The one thing I like above all else that Clone Wars did is, before the Clone Wars... I looked at Anakin Skywalker at the end of episode three. He's like, you dumb bastard. You deserve everything that happens to you. Everything you feared has come to pass because, because of everything you did. You deserve this, and you deserve to get put down in Jedi, you son of a bitch. After Clone Wars, I'm like, you deserve this. This is all your fault. But there's a little bit of old yeller in it. It's like, damn it, we got to put you down. But damn it, I really wish we didn't have to. But we do. <laughs> You've turned into a rabid dog. You were there was something good in you once that has passed, and you've turned into a monster. And we got to put you down. But there's something sad about that. Yeah, it's the character. You, you really don't even get a chance to see much of the characters in the prequels because they're just so focused on spectacle of special effects. And, and hey, look at this planet. Here's this long-necked fish person who's making all these clones. And hey, here's this uh, mom- or, uh, Samoan guy's face that we plastered on like a thousand dudes. It just the char- they didn't in the prequels. You got almost no time for characterization. Like if you watch it like without any context in in episode two, Anakin is like a creepy. Stalker. Oh no, there's something yeah, like, deeply wrong about that. About kid. You. I've been thinking about you for the last ten years. No, even with context, it's still kind of creepy. Yeah, it's still a little weird and off. Like he's so, a like, weird off guy. Like Anakin, you, you met this girl what ten years ago? You haven't seen her since. Yet somehow you are convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are you love her and she loves you. Back it down there, bud. <laughs> yeah. Now, the only reason I give him a slight pass on that is he's a Jedi and he can see the future, so he knows it's exactly what it's going to happen, but it's still creepy. It, it, it's weird. But, like, the actual show itself, 
I really like in in the it was rough going for the first like two and a half seasons. I want to say it was just really rocky and inconsistent. I want to say the best episodes were entirely the one-offs, like things like Rookies and um, like some of the other weird ones where you don't have any of the other characters involved. Like well, Lear yeah, of like, Grievous, uh, the, the where like it's were especially just, good uh, because you got a chance to know them. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to pull up an episode list here. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one series I hated that didn't have a whole lot of Anakin in it. That whole shtick with the Mandalorians. Oh, what, Mandalorian. What, what's the politics. name of the Mandalorian? Uh, Death Watch. Death Watch. Anytime yeah. Death Watch showed up, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, here these we go. guys are fucking boring <laughs> as villains. It's we like, are evil because we are assholes. We oh. will declare war on everyone because it's what we do. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> and that's it. Is like I feel like a lot of the antagonists, as much as we did get a little bit of backstory and fun for um, for the clones and some of the one-offs, like there was that um, there there was that one like youngish senator from like Duxon. Yeah, I, that guy. I remember that one. The, the guy who tried to. Uh jump ship on uh, eventually he did jump ship to the republic yeah but uh, he tried to his his mother attempted to broker a peace deal between the republic and the confederate yeah that like he, he, he came back a few it. times and he having him with his arc was interesting we had like there were there were one-off characters that got to have arcs and ahsoka got to grow up a bit but the antagonists were always just we are evil and assholes. Like, there was a five-parter with General Krell, the Dark Jedi, who started off as a villain from an episode of MASH. Yeah. And then... Oh, yeah, the guy with the forearm. Yeah, I hated that bastard. Yeah, and cool. it kept going. It kept going. Well, that, that was one of the few episodes where it's like, where's Anakin? Anakin's gonna come back and fix all this, right? Come on, Anakin. Come back, please. And well, I feel- the, the, the ones that drive me nuts is, like, when... Like, you have some characters who have some interesting middle ground. But then you'll have these side characters like Krell or that one um, chieftain from the episode they crashed on the, the the safari planet. Oh, yeah, that guy. And they had George Takei to guest star as the, the, the uh, whatever new Gunray's race is. Yeah, the, the Gungan general. No, no, he wasn't the Gungan. No, he was the he was the Trade Federation guy. No, oh, no, Trade no, Federation. No, he was whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the big yeah. fat one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he enjoyed George Takeda. But like the, the the leader of that village, you get these ridiculous extremes of oh, we shouldn't be fighting because peace solves everything. Because they peace. they are going to literally steamroller over you. It's like like I'm, so, you, you, I'm sorry, I watched Gundam Wing. We know how this ends. <laughs> yeah. The Gundams were never seen again until sure. the fan fiction as fuck sequel. <laughs> but that's They it. were never again seen on Earth. They were seen on Mars, however. Yes, all Mars. Over all Mars. over on Mars. No, 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 they weren't. Because all we got to fucking see of those suits was just giant cloak silhouettes. Oh, those. Look at those giant things in the sky wearing the silhouettes. I wonder if those Gundams. No, those were all destroyed. You fool. It's a Gundam. How can you tell? Well, it's. No, it's destroying it's all the guys. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of mobile suit it is. It's just walking around in like a giant vagabond's cloak that we can't see anything. What like, about the giant beam scythe, sir? Not important. Move on. Yeah. Okay. And this is it. Like the second half of the series got a little more consistent. I think episodes were overall more watchable, but I feel like they started to do more multi parts. The multi part episodes got longer. And every time there was just this side trip in the middle that added nothing. Worst story arc ever that just went on too long. We're back to back in the final season that aired on TV was the, the kids getting their lightsaber crystals. I didn't mind that one. It should have been two at most. I agree. It ran too long, but I liked the story. And then the other one was... And then the, they chased uh, it with dro- the, the droid team that... Spent yeah. an entire episode wandering around the desert. Yeah, I skipped those episodes altogether. I'll, that one, and then, then the one thing that pissed me off about that episode is we finally get to see a clone commando in action, and he's there for maybe three minutes and killed off, at least until he shows up again in uh, Rebels. But like, uh, and they the, brought the back ridiculous- Darth Maul for some reason. 
I have a uh, I have an entry into the worst story arc in all of Clone Wars. That whole nonsense that still to this day makes no sense on that magical force planet yeah. with the magical force god and the magical force children of oh, good and the, light. The Mortis trilogy, yes, which they tried made, to, which they arc welded like, into the novels for some fucking reason. Well, that that just seemed like we're in the middle of Star Wars. Now I'm going to shove Lord of the Rings in here for no apparent reason. It's like, it, I'm sorry, Gandalf, why are you here? Why, why, why are you fighting a guy with a lightsaber? And here's the thing. I, I, I actually kind of want to give some points to this series for having some really good Jar Jar Binks episodes. I liked I'm sorry, Bom- what? <laughs> I liked Bombad Jedi. There were a couple that... And there was another one where was he's like... One, okay, the only this- good Jar Jar ones was that thing where he's... Pounding around with Mace Windu. No, that Mace that's Windu- terrible because they oh, weren't buddy shit. cop enough. That was now that was great because Mace Windu acts as a you know surrogate for us. Like, oh good god, why am I here? Yeah, that's it though. It's why, like why it's Mace Windu would why not is put up with it. Stuttering moron, important to the galactic peace. See, if they'd picked another Jedi, if they'd picked Plo Koon, I would have believed it. But Mace Windu. He don't put he don't put up with motherfuckers. Oh no, dude. Yeah, like oh hey, here's this band of rebels or er, 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 ruffians who are, are are nothing more than like street thugs with blasters. Oh no, I'm going to be held up and somehow Jar Jar gets ahead of me. Bullshit. <laughs> Those guys would be diced up worse than liver it, it, with Mace Windu. Yeah, they would be picking up pieces of themselves they didn't know they had lost. Uh, I, I just always pictured in my head Mace Windu in his head and go, I'm getting sick and tired of these motherfucking Gungans on this motherfucking starship. Yeah, and then he'd just airlock him. <laughs> Don't know what <laughs> no, happened. I'm done with you. Click. Thank you. Like, Goodbye. there was another one-off with uh, Jar Jar where he's, like, distracting a dinner full of dignitaries while, like, Padme goes, plays, goes and plays spy. Yeah, that was a good one. That was like people, someone knowing what Jar Jar can and can't do, and making it work for them. the The one where Jar Jar and Mace Windu are buddy cops yeah. is, is the, the I like the one where um, it was pretty is early on, much. where the clone troopers find the orphan Twi'lek. Oh, um. Not Storm Over Ryloth. What is that episode? It's part of the Ryloth trilogy. Uh, I believe that one is uh, The Liberty of What? No, is it Liberty? Innocence of Ryloth. Okay. Mm. That's, yeah. But I like that episode just for the, it's like, okay, we're the clones. We're running around with little Twi'lek. Twi'lek bust them in. And then I like what the the uh, Twi'leks you know charge the general on top of the tank, and they uh, what's the they call it in the uh, Wikipedia forcefully dismantle him. No, <laughs> just call it what it is. They crawled up there and tore him to pieces. <laughs> Which had had he been an organic, they couldn't have showed on a children's cartoon. Yeah, they, they they got a, they well, get away I, with lot with a lot of this show because there's robots. Well, Although, even then, Obi Wan covers the little girl's eyes like, oh my. <laughs> And then, well, they, you know, they, a few they, seasons they later, they get away get... with a lot because during the Geonosis stuff, you had uh, Kali Mundi order his, his troops to burn alive a bunch of Geonosians with flamethrowers. Yeah, Jedi Knights, respecters of or, uh, protectors of life and peace throughout the galaxy. You're a great Geonos- job there, guys. Geonosians are basically giant cockroaches. It's not that insane. You know, it's a different thing. <laughs> They needed a cut where one of the stormtroopers is like doing a propaganda video going, look, 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 you can hear them popping like popcorn. (laughs) Or how about Uh, one of the the starship troopers reference, get out there and kill some bugs. (laughs) Or how about uh, the whole uh, Night Sisters arc where you have guys just killing children on screen repeatedly. They showed it again in the recap. In fact, let's just, just say... Darth Maul, why did we bring him back again? Oh, fuck, why did you bring Darth? What What is it about Darth Maul that people like? Uh, they needed a role for <laughs> Sam, because, you know, Sam, they, apparently they really, really wanted to use Sam Wit- Witwer as much as they could, He's because he was also the son in the Mortis trilogy. He, well, they've Maul, got him Maul to play characters before. was the very before. best thing in episode one, by far. Granted, there wasn't a lot of good things in episode one, but he was still the best thing, and we only got to see him for, what, 20 minutes? 
Yeah. If that. So yeah, there's like, hey, let's bring back Maul. Everybody love Maul. It's like, yeah, but if you bring him back, he's got to be the same badass that he was in episode one, and you turned him into a weakling. <laughs> oh God, he's like has comical pratfalls left and right. I mean, he and his brother get their ass whooped by a bunch of pirates. <sighs> and then he faces off against Palpatine slash Sidious and gets his ass handed to him. Like, I understand Sidious would probably win that fight, but I think I think it would be a good fight. <laughs> and Sidious mopped the floor with him. Uh, I just... They had, like, a ton of good ideas that they just always poorly executed at some point. Like, I don't know why, but there's all these huge continuity errors in, like, the first season. Or, no, no, I think that might be the second season. Yeah, there's continuity errors all over the place. The well, one, that, like, the one like, that stuck out like a sore thumb for me, I think it was in season three when uh, Padme is her... I forget the, the alien guys, but she called him uncle all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and there was no, a previous arc where he was killed. And as soon as he popped him, like, you're dead. What are you doing here? The, the hidden enemy. Episode 16 of season one. That takes place before the movie. Yeah, they, they are and all then, over. They, they're just jumping back and forth for no reason. Well, the, the, the biggest one for me was, uh, like, rookies, okay? That they lose the Rishi Moon outpost. And then the continuation of that arc is supposed to be the, 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 the separatists attacking uh, Kamino. Well, guess what? Suddenly those rookies are arc troopers. Which is totally how that works in everything. Yes. Super promotion. Woohoo! <laughs> Apparently, surviving that encounter leveled them up about six levels. It's like, I'm sure they just came back. Okay, guys, we're back. You guys are still alive? Holy crap, we thought you were dead. Oh, wow. Um, double you, promotions all around. Way to go, guys. You, well you done. Get, you get shoulder pads. <laughs> we seriously thought every one of you was dead. I mean, we had written you off, we weren't even going to send rescue. Send rescue? That would mean the protagonists caring about clones in the slightest. Eh, well. I don't know. Yoda cared about clones. I know, but... The two best characters for the good side or the light side, Yoda and Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Yoda for being the wise master he should have been throughout the prequels, and Obi-Wan for being the best space cop around. Yeah. I feel like Anakin kind of went to Zap Bat learned from Zap Brannigan's big book of war because the way he approaches <laughs> fails. Things- well, the thing is his, his entire uh, plan for war is attack, send attack, more attack, guys, attack, kill them all. I'll go to the, the most is, important thing and do it myself. So Cause that I'm Anakin Skywalker works. and I win. <laughs> well, the thing is he's so good. That usually works. It's like me versus a hundred droids. Yeah, where's the challenge? Me versus a thousand. Well, this will take a little longer. <laughs> well, that that's the other thing is like the 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 roller coaster of difficulty levels. Like you you see it, episodes where like three clones will wipe out an entire army of droids. Then other episodes you'll see like a single squad of droids pushing back an entire army. While we're complaining, um, I would also really like to voice my 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 issue with the fact that instead of the the first card in every episode is the moral of the story. Well, yeah, I kind of feel like they, that's like vaguely. <laughs> I, I kind of just took it as dumb inspirational quote. Yeah, it is Carry dumb on, title card. <laughs> it is dumb thematic inspirational quote. Like I'm sure I could repurpose well, half of these and put them over a waterfall and. Well, have a successful inspirational Facebook page. Well, I I remember a quote from George Lucas about what is the force? And he goes, the force is religion, the greatest hits. This is taking all the best things from all the religions, kind of throwing them in a pot together and saying, here, the force. Eh. What's saying? Okay. Ignore all this strange Christianity stuff that doesn't make sense. And we're going to ignore all this Buddhist stuff that really doesn't make sense. And we're going to ignore all this, Muslim stuff that doesn't really make sense. But we're going to take all the good bits, throw them in a bucket, stir it around. The fours! Yay! Oh yeah, and laser swords. Because those are cool. Well, I mean, honestly, come on. The Torah needs more laser swords. (laughs) This is true. As does the Bible. (laughs) The Bhagavad Gita could use some more laser swords. I mean, Hindus already have a giant robot with buzzsaw hands and laser eyes, but... 
give everyone a few lightsabers for giggles. <laughs> lightsabers are like bacon. They're be- everything is better with them, except toddlers. You ever seen that video with the... The kid unwraps a lightsaber for Christmas, pulls it out, pops the lightsaber, starts swinging around, cuts grandma in half. Oh, poor grandma. It's like, oh, that's why we never made real lightsabers. Because they cost millions of dollars and someone would surely chop someone's head off within the first week they were out. You're going to cut your arm off, kid. Zorch. Whoops. Zorch. <laughs> well, look at the bright side. It's cauterized. The... The, some of the good things, though, that I did like was some of the character stuff with Anakin and Ahsoka. With Anakin, like, anytime you had, like, a moment where Padme was, like, threatened, I mean, yeah, it was kind of in that exaggerated over, oh, that, overacting, that but it kind part, of felt like, believable with someone like, you're going to hurt that thing that's precious to me. I'm going to fucking wreck you. Like that four-parter with Clovis? Yeah. That's about banking? Yeah, well, they, he, well, he comes in, he catches, I don't know if it was even a kiss, but they were very close. And he was just like, oh, son, you just screwed up. Y'all done goofed. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to do to me, Skywalker? And I'm like, you really want to ask that question of this man? There's a whole bunch of sand people parts somewhere in a desert that don't really want you to know what he can do. Well, it's just like... Y- the Jedi themselves have seen him push the line so many times. And for being so concerned about him being the, the chosen one, they don't rein him in on stuff like that. Like, did, yeah. this is a guy that, that maybe a, that gets to have the world tour of mentorship. Like, he gets to have life-changing field trips with every Jedi ever, maybe? Yeah. No. Well, you can see that you can see Yoda and a lot of the others are really concerned about him. It's like, Dude, this guy really shouldn't be in the Jedi Order. Yeah, but it says he will bring balance to the Force, so we better keep him around. <laughs> hey, this vague prophecy from who knows when, because we don't even know who the hell wrote the damn prophecy. Some Jedi a long time ago. <laughs> who was He's wise. just the chosen one. So it's like, that guy will do something. Well, even, even in the episode uh, three, they said nowhere in the... <laughs> In the prophecy, does it say the chosen one is a Jedi? <laughs> it's like, calm down, guys. So I know you want him to be a Jedi, but but uh, yeah, my favorite. So the the thing I was most concerned about when I first watched started watching Clone Wars was how are they going to fit a soak in? And all, when all is said and done, they fit it in pretty well because exactly we now have a uh, Star Wars Rebels and she pops up. You're like, oh, at some point we're going to get to see Ahsoka versus Vader. What will that be like? Well, like out of all the characters, I think she had the most interesting arcs. Well, she yeah, got, she got, was the one there was nothing who got you knew to about be her before. She like, was a blank she's, slate. She's the only one who is not a foregone conclusion. So, writers got to show her in different contexts, pair up with different characters in different ways, and meanwhile, Anakin Skywalker shows up and wins every well, there was time. One particular arc. Where uh, Ahsoka gets lost, and Anakin thinks for a little bit she's dead, and she and he is ready to you know go full, full front castle mode, and like I'm gonna go out there and kill everyone until I find who did who killed Ahsoka. And then Obi Wan's look, she she can take care of herself. She may not be dead, and he's like, screw that, I'm gonna kill everybody. <laughs> well, like uh, during the the one thing that I did like about the whole mo- mo- Modus arc or whatever Mortis whatever. Yeah, fucking D and D bullshit episode. You want to call that? Was when she gets possessed by the dark side and is fighting Anakin, and all the things that she's calling Anakin out on are like those are the feelings that she's been holding back because she's his friend and master. This is her just spitting straight vitriol of all the things that he has done to her to piss her off, and she is right on every single one of those points. Right, it's like. You know, I understand she's under the influence of the dark side, but she's not exactly lying at this moment, is she? <laughs> no, well, that that that's the great thing about the dark side. They don't have to lie or necessarily be wrong. They can just be really mean. <laughs> it's about interpretation, points of view. Also, okay, the, the one thing that kind of did bug me was, like, throughout the series, apparently Padme is best friends with 
every single senator that's a good guy in this show. Oh like, yeah. Oh, that she the, only the makes friends with so and so. I you know, we are besties. I don't mind that. She is well known as a respected and almost feared senator. Ten but, years on the no, job. No, 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 no. Do not fuck with her on the you know political floor. She'll whoop your ass. Just avoid her. <laughs> like ten years on the job, you get to know some of these guys. The fact that, and the fact that she's only friends with the good guy senators just sort of enhances that whole black, super black and white modality shallowness that this series had. Is it's like oh the one senator in the room who's a traitor? Well, I already didn't like him. He never comes for coffee. <laughs> Oh, that he didn't even send me oh, a Christmas Camino in Senator. God, I hate her. <sighs> Let us deregulate the banks and order 50 million new clones. It'll be awesome. Okay, also, other thing. All right. So, okay, in episode two, it was blatantly obvious that the banking clan and the Trade Federation had sided with the separatists. Uh-huh. Yet throughout this show, because it came up in a couple of really dumb episodes, especially the banking episode, <sighs> that apparently they're still treated as neutral parties. Yeah, like you well, saw well, they them. Say, they keep saying, well, Newt Gunray, he does not represent the Trade Federation. Not at all. Ben and they Kenobi. go back and get him on the cell phone. So what are we doing, Newt? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Ben yeah, Kenobi okay, saw bye. these guys, saw five guys, heads of major corporations, founding the Confederacy. Open and an open rebellion against the Republic. But no, no, all of them are completely neutral and are allowed to still have chairs in the f- both fucking Senates. And I'm like, guys, come on. I'm trying to find the name of that episode, but it's the one with the George Lucas cameo character. Oh, that guy. There was a George yeah. Lucas cameo character? Yeah, the, the blue uh, dude. The blue dude with a hat. Um, blue dude Seth Green was his son or whatever. Um, he was from the, the moon uh, that of Pandora, the, the same moon that had the senator who was voiced by... Uh, and it and it's like... And Jeff, his the character's Jeff. name is like Jorg Elkus or something. It's, it's a really shitty anagram. But, oh my god, his... The, the, the whole arc is just ridiculous because he's a senator... Apparently also a master forensics expert who's better than Republic security. Um, also knows his way around the crime syndicates and can track down a bounty hunter on a galaxy wide full of them. He's really good at it. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of this, this is something Star Wars does, but the Clone Wars does, does even more. Assassin, mercenary, bounty hunter. They're all bounty hunters. Three different job descriptions. And all three of those people will do three different things at the same time. Yeah, one job, but only one job title. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Boba Fett, what are you doing? I'm hunting down a guy for a bounty. No, I'm going to kill him. Was that assassination? I'm, yes, a, bounty I'm a bounty hunter. hunter. <laughs> okay. Um, you, sir, what are you doing? I'm working as a seven samurai. I mean, Jedi. I mean mercenaries to protect this village yeah the seven so mercenary here's no. the thing and that's yeah, another I'm... thing about this show they did the seven samurai episode and normally when a cartoon goes out of its way to do the seven samurai episode it's a highlight like remember the seven samurai episode reboot yeah yeah oh yeah they're always good episodes it's this one did a seven samurai episode and it was shit <laughs> it was intolerable the villagers were assholes. The bounty hunters were assholes. Obi Wan was an asshole, and the little turtle people they were protecting were morons. Yeah, they should have been a freaking rancor snack. Uh, like, how the hell do you defend yourselves against the wildlife, let alone Hondo's so- raiders? And, and suddenly I have a mental image of a rancor picking one of those guys up and dunking them in like a barbecue sauce, like a chicken McNugget. Oh, yeah, totally. And now you do, too. <laughs> Honey mustard. Yum. Anyway. Okay, I found the name of that episode. It was Sphere of Influence, where the dude's daughter gets kidnapped to try to force them into the trade or to agree to the Trade Federation's terms and join the separatists. It's like the Republic's going to let that happen when, like, two seasons before you're helping them try to kick a native species off the planet they're orbiting. Like, what the fuck? 
Uh, Apparently, the the, um, senators and the pretty much galactic senate in general has really short memories. Like, they can barely remember what they had for lunch. Yeah. For, yeah, for every standout moment in the show, there's there's quite a few bad... Just stupid. Like, what was that entire episode where they... The entire saga where they were underwater? Oh, the water war at, yeah. on uh, Mon Calamari, which was already shown in the Gendy Tartakovsky short. Yeah, for about 12 seconds. Yeah, but that, those 12 seconds were excellent. <clears throat> that three episodes was not. No. Jar Jar like Binks I- cannot te- teach the Prince of Mon Calamari nothing. Oh. The, the Prince of Mon Calamari. Oh, God. The only thing I liked about that saga was you you saw a little more of Akbar. You're like, yeah, Captain Akbar should be the guy running this damn planet, but no, this little twit's got to do it. It just... There, there was a lot of stuff in the show that really could have been better if it wasn't hampered by the fact that we have to da- water it down for kids. Yeah. Well, I don't even I, think like, they watered it down for kids. I think that the writers continuously underestimated their audience. I think. I think. Well, like a, a lot I of cartoon shows do let a, even let by them kids get standards. Away with it. Like, yeah, most cartoon shows thinks kids are morons. I mean, come on, this is this is ultimate Spider-Man level bullshit in a lot mm. of cases. Which I think is hilarious that. You go to Rebels, and it's kind of got grimmer circumstance. Yes, the heroes win, but it's a little more oppressive. Well, I think Rebels did a smart thing by keeping the scale small for thus far. I mean, I think season three of this show is going to get really big, but right now it's still keeping things small, so you can have it make more sense. Although, we'll, we'll do a whole episode on Rebels when season two wraps. But that I, show needs I'm, to be my drop. inner nerd is still once. What am I talking about? Inner nerd, outer nerd. I want to see that uh, Vader versus Ahsoka. And the best part I could imagine is it's not very long. Oh, Ahsoka just turns the corner. There's Vader and Vader just and he goes and he and he just looks at her and he goes, Master, is that you? And he just pops his lightsaber and guts her. He goes, yeah, and he goes it, yes. This is how I envision that going down is she buys time for the Kanan and the crew. They're going to mix. They're going to verbally judo each other for like five minutes, and then when they rush each other, it's just going to come down to one saber swing. Oh, it, that's a one-stroke fight. Oh, Ninja Gaiden style. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I still just like the other the uh, you know her looking at him going, Anakin, is that really you? And he just pops his lightsaber and guts her, and he, he just goes, "Yes, Snips, it is." Keeps on walking like, "Oh, you dark bastard." And then she slowly, slowly dies and gets to tell, you know, maybe your friend or her friends, like, get away from Vader at all costs. Nah, I don't think that Vader would give her the chance to have that slow a death. <sighs> okay, but, fine. He, he, he guts her. She falls, chops off, chops off her head. <laughs> of course, that'll never make it to air, but, you know. Yeah. But I got high hopes for Rebels. I mean, you got a lot of the same crew coming back. Uh, I still think that they need to get a little more supporting voice talent because it's kind of obvious that every dude who's not a main character is voiced by Steve Bloom. Oh, oh, <laughs> He's a busy and, man. And here's, the, and here's the dumb part about Rebels. That show needs to drop a character from the core cast. That there <laughs> well, are somebody's going to die. <laughs> no, e- even just looking at it, there's too many people running around for all of them to do something meaningful in an episode. And the focus can't, and because it's all single one and done episodes, they can't really bounce around between characters in a significant way. So the core cast does need a reduction, and the one I'd pick to drop would be Steve Blum's main character, the Chewbacca analog guy. Well, not even Chewbacca analog. That's that's Chewbacca's original character design. Oh, it's a fun yep, thing about rebels. Green alien really? with red face. Yeah, really. He was supposed to look like that. <laughs> yeah, yep. like they're, that. That's something rebels does. Is they went back to Macquarie's drawings for everything. It's why the Tie Fighters look a little bit off. Uh, Chopper is originally R2's the, one of the first drafts of R2's design. Yeah, yeah I, I remember seeing that before, but I didn't know that the big purple thing was supposed to be Chewbacca at some point. Yeah, that that was the first pass on Chewbacca. 
Okay, do we, that mean we get to see stormtroopers walking around with giant shields and lightsabers? I wouldn't be Not surprised yet. I'm if sure it the still happened. Shield will show up at some point. <laughs> no, they were they were holding little white lightsaber nightstick things. I want those. Yeah, see, the the fact that the lightsabers have that little basket hilt, or Kanan's does, is is an homage to the early drawings. But yeah, he's the one I would drop because I think everyone else is much more interesting and it tightens up the group. Oh, well, Steve Blum voices half the cast. Even if they do kill off his main character, he's got plenty <laughs> of work to do. Yeah. He is all like, the stormtroopers and half the officers. Yeah. Steve, do a Scottish accent. Now go. English accent. Go. Italian. Keep going. Oh, God. That's the other thing. Incredibly out of place accents within the Clone Wars. All like of them. Monkey Chieftain having a Scottish accent. <laughs> the little monkey men. Yeah. Well, well, see, the rule of Star Wars, if you sound British, you're evil. So if you sound if you sound Scottish, you're just an asshole, you're just not evil. So that's why all the Twi'leks sounded French. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. French. They don't really do anything, but they're still there. Why did they have a Chewbacca episode in Clone Wars? They did. It was one, like, like Ahsoka, and yeah, Ahsoka. That was the one oh, where that, 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 that's uh, the Zabrak, or, or not the Zabrak, the uh, Turndosian Hunt one. Yeah, yeah, like, where, like where Ahsoka be, was I, missing from everybody else. I just watched episode one of that, and it's just like, eh, okay, I think I could skip an episode. Yeah, Wookiee shows up. Yeah, Chewbacca shows up, and it's like, why hey, Chewie, how you doing? Go find Han. Keep going. Well, I mean, it does... We'll see you in episode uh, seven in a few weeks. Come on. It does throw some fuel on the fire of that crazy fan theory that Chewbacca and R2-D2 secretly run the rebellion. I don't know about Chewie, but I'm sorry. If R2 wasn't there, everyone would be dead. No, R2 saving the day every time is is spot on, but the idea that because Chewbacca and R2-D2 are the only people... By the end of episode done? four, no. By the end of episode four, the only they're the only two people alive who know everything, so that makes them in charge. Is no, reaching. I don't buy that. It's, it's like R two D two saves everyone's life on multiple occasions. The easiest one is hey, he fixed the hyperdrive in the Millennium Falcon when they're trying to get away. Well, if you go by the old continuity with the old EU, he was also the biggest mass murderer in the rebellion because he killed what, like three billion people on Bis when he turned the galaxy gun around. Don't fuck with R2. <laughs> He's a badass little astromech. He is a war hero twice. <laughs> he fought in two different wars and saved the war or the galaxy twice. And I guarantee, I don't know what I don't know what BB-8 is going to do in these no, new trilogy, but somehow R2 is going to save the friggin' day again because he's R2 friggin' D2. That's why. Oh, I could totally just see those two doing a Robro team up. Robros. No, I can just see him uh, almost. You know, the little BB-8 rolls beside R2, and R2 looks down. It's like, God damn kids, <laughs> you don't know what war's like. You don't know anything, you little basketball. A solemn beep, and then it just shows up in subtitles. I'm getting too old for this. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. So, did anyone watch any of, like, the eight episodes they released as animatics only? Uh, No, I have not seen any. I've seen clips from them where one where Anakin went guntica and just was going crazy with the smokescreen killing these spider aliens. Those are the, the Lost Adventures or something, right? Yeah, they they did. I didn't see any of those. I do I do like the fact that Netflix got that last season, which really wasn't a season. It was, hey, here's all the episodes we couldn't cram in before we had to finish it on Cartoon Network. But <laughs> Yeah, and so there were like eight episodes that were half done. You can see unfinished animatics of, and there's some voice acting in it. So, um, and for whatever reason, they region locked those, so I didn't see them up here. But I... The four-parter for Bad Batch seems kind of like the coolest thing, which is about clone commandos, because they're all called from the guys who don't get along with regular clones. Well, there was that one episode of the one clone who he has, they all the clones have that little switch inside their head that makes them follow Palpatine's orders. Yeah. And, and his got activated a little early, 
So he starts going nuts and starts killing Jedi and anything else in the way. And I resent that was an, that was an interesting episode, set of episodes. I resent that episode because even before because that came out before the big reboot, and I'm like, no, Order sixty six was a general directive. There were like tons of stupid bullshit ones, and they just sixty six got tapped, and they well, did the- it. Though, and there were plenty of clones that were thinking that didn't. That was that was as much as Karen Travis is so cray. Order sixty six is a pretty good novel. <laughs> I there was an there's a book I read called um, uh, the Rise of Vader. Rise yeah. of Darth Vader takes place directly after, and there's a group of clones who don't kill their Jedi. They just tell them something's wrong. Run as fast you, as you, you can. You guys get the hell go out of here. run away. Right, and then they come back to their commanding officers, and they all get shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you were given an order to kill the Jedi. Well, it didn't make sense at the time, sir. Makes sense now, don't it? <laughs> You're all dead. And that's it. It's I appreciate that idea that because up to this point they were treating clones as individuals. They were people. They were trying to express themselves with stupid haircuts and uh, custom paint jobs on their helmets. Well, and, I know you've read this novel. There's a great line in the episode three novelization uh, where um, I forget the name of the clone, but he's Obi Wan Kenobi's clone. The Cody. Guy him, Cody. Cody finds uh, Obi-Wan's lightsaber that he dropped. Obi-Wan comes down and meets him and he goes, here, I think you dropped this. And he goes, ah, um, let's not tell Anakin about this. And he goes, well, I might have to, sir. Shut up, Cody. Yes, sir. They have a good chuckle. Off runs Obi-Wan. Right after he leaves, he gets the call from Palpatine and it's Order 66. He gives the order and he goes, yes, sir. It will be done, my lord. And he says... And Cody was just human enough to say to himself, would have been too much to ask to give me the order before I gave him back the bloody lightsaber. And he issues the command to blow him up. Yeah, and that's it. It's like, clones are, are you know, you they have it hardwired the into the brain time, to listen to Palpatine. You spent the but whole time treating clone them like is not people. exactly the same. You spent the whole series treating them like people. 99% of them are the same. And then you said no. Then you said no. You've got a brain chip that makes you do whatever. And then let's have the big conspiracy episode where the guy is totally fine until the moment where he has to reveal the plot to Anakin and Rex. Yeah. And suddenly all cuckoo there. They're in the walls. They're watching the brain. My thoughts, man. That was, I did think that was kind of stupid when we got to that point. It's like, hey, this that is an interesting. Like, what if a clone was- went rogue early? How do they you know, explain it? How do they get out of it? It's like, okay, this guy's figured it out. He's He and his little droid buddy figured out everything and he's gonna go tell obi-wan and anakin but somehow they're gonna kill him before he gets there well it was just a cop-out it was just a cop-out writing gimmick yeah it's like okay he's he's too paranoid now to actually explain what the problem is no no that's bullshit even he would go right up to obi-wan and blab it all out as soon as he could obi-wan might have thought he was nuts but he still would have looked into it. <laughs> but you watch the episode. He couldn't. He's just like, you can't trust anyone. The plot runs deep. It's all the way up in the chain of command. You know, he's just go rambling on and on. And then the security guards show up and he draws his weapon on instinct and they gun him down. So he never has a chance to explain it where when he was setting up the meeting with them, he's totally fine. Yeah. He's nervous. He's looking around. But he's not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs crazy like he was in those last five minutes. Well, that that arc represents pretty much uh, Clone Wars in general for the most part. A really interesting idea, and they didn't really run anywhere with it. <laughs> so, and this they... is an interesting idea. What happened if a clone went rogue before the Order? And for some reason, he just went off the reservation and killed Jedi. How do they explain that? How do they work around that? There's some interesting plot there. None of that was explored. <laughs> yeah, they, they just left that alone. <laughs> There's some really interesting stuff there. They didn't touch on any of it. You know yeah. what? The So the last three-parter of this series was just about Yoda. And it's more metaphysical bullshit that we'd never seen before. But it was the only time in the prequel era where Yoda acted like Yoda. Yeah. I don't know. There were, there were, the very beginning... When Yoda's hanging with the clones, that was Yoda acting like Yoda. Okay, good point there. Like Yoda, like he he's being a teacher, and he's the way he teaches is just so back is so sideways. It takes a while for everyone to clue in. 
And this that last arc was interesting because he was the student again. Yeah. And that's something that was sorely missed in episode three. There was always talk. Liam Neeson recorded lines and did some and gotten full makeup and did a little sh- uh, stick as, as a force ghost. ghost. And Lucas cut it for some ungodly reason. I'm like, sorry, you called him all the way in here, had him do all this stuff, had him get in makeup and do the whole thing. And you cut him completely from the film. There's don't even let ex- his voice. There's and- an extra hour of cut stuff from episode three. And th- like there's yeah. a whole half hour of boring Senate stuff of Padme and all the people who would eventually become members of the rebellion trying to push forward a demilitarization bill. Yeah. Then the novelization was pretty much the checklist of people to keep an eye on for Palpatine. Right. Yeah, but that's it. Like Thank Liam Neeson <laughs> shows up again. I'll sure to kill most of you pretty soon. Like Liam Neeson shows up again to do stuff for these episodes at the end to be a force ghost and, and stuff. And they cut it. And for no reason, cause it's on Netflix. They can run whatever time they feel like. Although I have to give this, uh, that last three part of some serious points for casting Mark Hamill. Oh, as Darth Bane. <laughs> yeah. That was rad. And it's like, it took me a minute. It took me a cup of viewing to get this. Like that guy seems familiar. There's something kind of like, joker Kind of sounds like the Joker from Battle. Oh, my God. <laughs> About that guy. It has come full circle. He <laughs> was back. <laughs> so Darth Bane was Luke Skywalker. And suddenly all those guys who thought, who, who don't understand the poster of Star Wars are right. Holy shit. Well, I, I Jeff, love that. I'm going to force choke you through the internet if you start, if you even mention the Kylo Ren is Luke Skywalker thing. Oh, I'm have you Kylo seen? Kylo Luke Skywalker thing is stupid. I'm sorry. Today they posted the rejected poster. Yeah, where it's a big giant image of Luke on the top. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one looks better. <laughs> and I'm just like, Ugh. So the only problem is I know that Luke Skywalker is going to be in that film for maybe 10 minutes at the end. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just going to sit here and just smile as those dumbasses who are convinced that Kylo Ren is Luke Skywalker, even though we have fucking promotional material showing Adam Driver in the costume without the helmet with his lightsaber out. Yeah, well. No, no, no. That, that's, yeah, yeah, we're spending millions of dollars on all this marketing for, for a ruse, a ploy. None of that's actually going to be in the movie. Yeah, well, details. Yeah. I, if you, you, I, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction here for that Star Wars movie. We don't see Luke until the very last 10 minutes, and he only has one line, and it's that line from the trailer where he says, the Force is strong in my family. My father has it. My sister have it. I have it. And then he's going to look right into the camera at you and me and everyone else and say, and you have that power too. credits roll. Uh, if I'm right on that, you both owe me a beer. I'll gladly pay it. So I, I mentioned this to Scott. Do, you, do we want to mention the, uh, the EU? All right. Diehards. So look, I get it. I own most of these novels. I've read them all twice. I like a lot of them, even though out of 200, there's only 25 I'd recommend to anyone. 25, maybe, maybe let's call it 30. Guys, leave it be. Like, some, like, there, at the last celebration, Lucas Books had their own panel, and they opened up to Q&A, and you know what the cues were? When are you bringing back Darth Maul? When are you bringing back Mara Jade? When are you doing this again? And I'm like, guys, it's over. It's like, and you had a good the thing run. that I don't like about all those complaints is like, look, they said it's over. They're rebooting it. it. I know you guys liked it, but it's not like they have banned the books from existence. It's not like they insist that all of you turn in your books. We're going to throw them in that big pile over there and burn them like Nazis. No, you can read them. They're still making them. You can buy them. And if you like them, more power to you. And that, and that's what it comes down to. Like, yeah, there's this, and I'm going to say right now, there's a little turn in my gut when they say that um, Kanan's master was Depa Bilaba. Because no, Depa Bilaba <clears throat> spent most of the Clone Wars frozen in carbonite for war, war crimes. Because that happened in Shatterpoint. And that was a wonderful fucking novel. <laughs> but guess what? That doesn't take place anymore, Scott. We wiped it all. Yeah, guess, well, but at the same time, everything I like about Shatterpoint is still on my bookshelf. 
I can read it, and I can have yes. Mace Windu enters the heart of darkness. The novel. Well, there's this, the only uh, there. I've read a few Star Wars novels, nowhere near as many as you. There's one little arc. In fact, I'm grabbing a book right now so I can remember the title: "The Legacy of the Force." Yeah, that that nine parter. Yeah, I only got that because I got two the first three novels for like a buck a pop somewhere, like a garage sale. I'm like, yeah, hey, for three bucks, why not? And then I found out that the entire saga was already out, so I could just, you know, hey, let's go buy the next two novels, and then the next two, and then the next two. I don't have to wait for them to come out. They're all out. Well, they came out so pretty fast all. either way. And I enjoyed them. And you know what takes place in that? Probably exactly what's going to take place in these new movies. Han Solo's kid goes rogue to the dark side and starts killing people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and this it'll is be probably better. Exactly what we're going to see in this new, tril- in this new trilogy. Better. And I'm okay with that. I enjoyed those novels. That was an interesting story. Well, the the other thing is, is they always acted like the can the the continuity of the expanded universe was cemented and totally dedicated to. Like that's it. It was always repeat. third. It was always third tier. It was always third tier status, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you go through the Clone Wars and look how many things changed there. The Mandalorians, rather than being a scattered nomadic people apparently had their own seat of government and some galactic territory. And rather than Mandalore being a harsh jungle world, it's now a desert? Well, I almost feel like Mandalore should be a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. Seems right. (laughs) Well, I I liked that the the whole concept of them exiling their criminals was a nice little homage to the Tales of the Jedi novels. Yeah. With Amberon or whatever it is yeah. and its moon. Uh, but like, then you get to the whole thing of the Dothmir force, which is, you know, Dothmir rather than being a lush jungle world is kind of some kind of rotted swampy hellhole, And the Rakashi Ventress's race and the Dothmir, or sorry, not the Dothmir, the, uh, the Zabrak, which are Maul's race, are one in the same now. And okay. Well, I remember... I, I kind of have these different Star Wars role-playing games that have completely and totally different stat blocks for both of those races. Well, I remember a episode you and I did, Scott, a couple of years ago about Star Wars. And yeah. we were talking briefly about Clone Wars, which at the time was still rolling. And he said, there, you, you told, I remember you telling me you always wanted to be the guy in charge of the canon of Star Wars. You wanted to be the guy whose job was it, or at least what you did in high school. Yeah. You wanted to be the, in charge of the guy who said, of, um, whose job was to fit all of these Star Wars continuities Pablo, into Pablo one Hidalgo, line. Hidalgo, that's his job. He sits down and makes it all work. <laughs> and he said, during Clone Wars, he just said, you know what? I'm going to wait until this is all over, and then I'll figure it out. And then when it all over, they basically said, okay, we're hitting the reset button. He was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't have to figure this out. Thank you. <laughs> I said, be- boom, blow it all up, start all over. Because I'm sure and he was thinking, is- how the hell am I going to fix this? And this how is does it. this is make now any sense? He's sitting on a bunch on as part of the team that coordinates these efforts between Marvel and Lucas Books and Disney. And well, I'm sure when he got the memo, it's like, Disney now owns all of Star Wars. Okay, what's that mean? Continuity just got nuked. We're starting over. And he's like, thank you, God. I don't have to make Clone Wars make sense. <laughs> yeah, like, people act like the Disney acquisition, like, it's 15 years ago where Ed Eisner is still running the business, where he was notorious for running subsidiaries into the ground and over managing things from on high. It's not like that anymore. It's like, hey, these, these they bought are... Marvel and look what they did with it. They yeah. basically told the Marvel crew, okay, we're going to buy you. We own you now, but we're not going to fuck with anything you're doing because you're doing it right. Go to town. And by the way, we have a crap ton of money you can use to do whatever you need to do. And that's <laughs> it. It's, I feel like Marvel, event books aside, has gotten better. I mean, obviously we still have Bendis writing too much, but I feel like there's more new things and more interesting go- things going on in Marvel's slate than any time before the acquisition. Now remember, before the acquisition, Marvel was near bankruptcy. They were screwing up so bad. They gave away the X-Men and Fantastic Four rights for nothing. And they're 
And Disney is still kind of pissed at him for doing that. I don't think they miss him. Okay, X-Men, they miss a lot. But Fantastic Four is hard for people. Hey, if Marvel got Fantastic Four, I can just see them tomorrow saying, okay, we're going to do a Fantastic Four movie. It's going to be a 60s period piece. Here we go. Oh, wasn't that what's his? Oh, that was what's his name's original uh, pitch that Fox rejected. Yeah, right. Webb. No, not Webb. Mark, no, no. Um, Trank. Crap, he worked with Webb. Yeah, Trank. Yeah, well, Trank. Trank and some other guy. I can't think of the other dude's name. But his original pitch was it was going to be a sci-fi '60s spy thriller spectacle kind of thing. Yeah, and they rejected that in favor of that crap. Ritty. I don't even know what the hell to call. That was what a bastardization of the ultimate Fantastic Four storyline. How about bad? Just call yeah, it bad. other than bad. That's the only just the word that describes what the hell happened with that movie. Hey, I didn't see it. I just watched like two reviews of it, and that's all I need to know. Because it looked bad in the trailers. I was like, okay, what's a couple of reviews. Yep, it's as bad as you thought it was. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Well, I mean, it's nowhere near as bad as Gem and the Holograms, and they just pulled that after two weeks. Yeah, well... No, I'll think, never get a I chance. I think they knew they made a mistake on that one. Well, I think you could, that was one of those things they they watched the final cut of the movie, like, oh shit, what have we done? Let's that put was, it on theater, see if it does anything. Hey, no, that was just a hey, we have this licensed product. What do we do? Oh, let's take this generic teen drama music story, and we'll just cut, search and replace every character with Gem and the Holograms, and get the guy who directed GI Joe and the Justin Bieber movie to do it. Okay. Yep. So I think we've said everything we have to say about Clone Wars. It is so dumb most of the time. But there's some really shiny, beautiful, great moments mixed in that crap. Like something I was especially pleased with in the Netflix season is that you had two characters with sleeves in a lightsaber fight. (laughs) I mean, they redesigned everyone for minimal animation. I understand it, but it's sort of like... Wow, everyone has really stiff haircuts and gauntlets. I wonder why. <laughs> there is no wind, like, anywhere. Oh, it's it's never windy. I mean, like, ever. <laughs> there's not even a light breeze. Well, the the day that there's a light breeze... No, no, no. It, it's always windy when it needs to fit the plot. Like, we need to have them crawling up the side of a building, and they're, they're, they're dealing with... Slight the slightest little handhold, and then a stiff breeze comes by and knocks them loose. Yeah, yeah that, well. uh, for one shot, you get one shot with wind per episode. All right, catch you guys next time for more stuff. Yay, stuff and things. You will probably be drinking beer in that episode. See you then. Gosh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under Creative Commons Attribution Share of Life Non-Commercial 3.0 International License. Please visit spopodcast.com for contact information, social media links, and past episodes.